the number one rule of marketing, you have to be where your customers are. You have to be where your client is. And the average person in the States and in Canada, it says that we spend somewhere in between an hour and 23 minutes a day on social media, up to two hours and 22 minutes a day on social media. That's a lot of time, okay? If you are out here and there's anything you're trying to monetize or a community you're trying to build or you're trying to affect change or impact some sort of community or someone in a positive way, you really don't have a choice except for to be on social media because that's where everyone's hanging out at. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome to The Pursuit. I'm your host, Ben Spangle, here at The Pursuit. We're in the pursuit of your best mind, body, spirit, and your best life. And today, I am so excited to be bringing King Ashley Ann with us in this interview today. Uh, Man, what can I say? This is going to be an episode full of strategies and tactics on how to help you really grow your social media. And let me tell you a bit about Ashley, too, just so you know. But um, first things first, she's a big time business builder, big time entrepreneur. Um, and really what she's known for in, in the business world is getting results. And to me, that's an awesome thing. Simplifying social media strategies. She's been very successful in helping, I think now thousands and thousands, I think over 6,000 people monetize their social media platforms, over 700 clients hitting the six-figure mark on it, and now over 150 clients hitting seven figures. And um, just in her own journey and story too, I'd like to talk about that. But uh, she's a Google partner. She's been featured in, in Yahoo Finance, Yahoo Life, CNN Money, CNBC, and the list goes on and on and on. You are going to love listening to Ashley. We were just talking earlier too, even in some of her own great success kind of before the recording. Uh, but her business, she started back in the day was with 125 bucks and a laptop to well over $15 million now in revenue. And uh, just in September, had her very first seven-figure day, million-dollar day. Congrats on that, by the way. Thanks for being here. Thank you so much for having me. I am so excited. <laughs> I was actually looking forward to this. Like my calendar is like boom, 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 like back to back. And yeah. I saw, I was like, oh, and you know, I'm a, I'm a cyber, you know, so I'm cyber stalker. So I had to go and check it out. And I was like, okay, I was like, this is awesome. This is my type of people, my vibe, my language. Like I'm here for all of it. So I, this is like the highlight of my day in between all my calls, all my strategies. I've been looking forward to this. So I'm excited. Well, thanks so much. It's awesome. Um, I know I know you're big about manifesting a dream life, and we're not going to talk about that today, but we love that stuff. We always do talk about it. But I know you've done it. You have created that. So why don't you tell us a bit about that story? You started back in the day, 125 bucks, a laptop. Talk to us about that. Oh, yeah. Okay. So um, I, I've always been a person, and I always have these like wild ideas, I guess, since I'm a little kid, they pop into my head. But somehow I'm able to figure it out. Um, even if I don't know the steps in between, I just kind of focus on the end and I'm like, and then I look and say, okay, this is where I am right now. What's a step, an active step I can take to get there? So I started with my event design and production company, which is events by Ashley Ann. And that's actually how I made my first million was over there. And that's also what taught me that I was really good at social media marketing and all that good stuff. Hmm. So I'm at, I'm at a chamber meeting and I meet this lady, um, And she has this business manager that she's spending like five grand a month with. And at the time, I wasn't really familiar with business managers and coaches and all of those other kind of who write. You know, I'm just like, hey, as far as I knew, you know, you start a business, you get out, you put your feet on your street, you know, you hustle, you take your bumps, you take a couple classes and courses. Right. And so the process goes. And I I went through all of that. Right. 
starting working for free for people to build up my portfolio. Then once I had a portfolio, um, my first clients, I didn't even have a fee to charge them. I was just like, oh, just pay me what you think is worth, wow. <laughs> which, is, which is crazy. <laughs> so I was like, I was like, just pay me what you think is worth. Um, and I remember uh, working with this one specific lady. Her name was Anita. Um, she owns the Bernice Gardens. It's downtown in Little Rock. And so she does this big party every year to celebrate like the fall equinox, right? And I had finished up this party for her. And she said, I know what you did for me is worth more than this. But all I have is $500 right now. And she gave me the $500. And I was I was just over the moon. I couldn't believe somebody <laughs> gave me $500 to do something I like to do, right? It was Because it, it wasn't work to me. It was fun. I've been right. designing and doing stuff for people for free my whole entire life. Um, so I was over that. But that was the first, like, you know, big realization, like, okay, girl, you can really get out here and make something happen with this. Yeah. Um, and I, I do have a degree in finance. I have a master's in business. And I was taught to be a mass marketer. I think that's what most of us are taught, right? You're supposed to get out here. You're supposed to be on billboards and signs and mailers and church fans. And you're supposed to be everywhere in the hopes that if someone may need you, that they're going to call you. And it just was not working for me. It was very inconsistent with the clientele. And I actually was feeling pretty defeated. And so what happened was, I'm going to get back to where I left off. Made a couple posts on Facebook. Nothing big, even major happened. Like, I think I may have gotten seven seven likes, <laughs> like another, you know, nothing crazy. Did another post and another one on the third post. I got like 20 something likes, but this lady slid into my DM and said, Hey, do you do birthday parties? I was like, of course, ask her what the budget for the party was. It was, I think it was like 27, 28,000, which is a great budget for a birthday party. No I was like, girl, I'm already at your venue. Where you, where you at? Okay. Yeah. So, so then, um, that's kind of where the light bulb went off in my head that really got me interested into marketing on social media. Okay. Um, because I was like, I didn't do anything except for make a few posts. It didn't cost me any money and I was able to procure a client. And I had been running all these television ads. I literally was on church fans. I think I had did a couple billboards. I I was, I mean, I was spending like tens of thousands of dollars on marketing and it was like really inconsistent, you know, return on ad spend. So I ended up like, well, let me see what else I can do if I just keep kind of doing this on social media. I didn't have a business. Um, I, I wasn't doing like any business ads or anything like that. This is just me posting organically on just my posting. page. Huh. Just yeah. posting. I kept doing it. And then I just started kind of giving helpful tips and information. So back in the day, there wasn't a such thing as content marketing, you know, but there is now. And so that's essentially what I was doing. And I was able to start growing my business. Then I started getting into like specific lead magnets. I started taking classes and courses and stuff, right? Mm. So I get to the point where now I'm ready to leave my nine to five because it's getting to the point that the work from the event side is, it's like the, my nine to five job is like almost distracting me from the mm. company, right? And I'm just like, okay, I, I have to pick. The company is doing enough to pay my bills. All the overhead is met for me to get like a building, to pay my cam fees every night, any of my business licenses, registration, all of that stuff, right? So I, I worked backwards. I didn't go get a building first. I actually built a clientele first. Then I went and moved into a building. Mm -hmm. um, I, my company comes up. It's time to renew contracts. And I say, you know, hey, I appreciate the opportunity. I've had a good run here, but I'm not going to renew my contract because I've decided I'm going full time into my business. Now, I, at the time, I went and picked up a part-time job at a party rental company. This is where I meet 
Anita at. Anita is putting together her party. And um, what I was doing is I would moonlight at the party rental company and I would come in and I would decorate their showroom. And they noticed there was an increase in their sales of me, you know, just decorating the showroom using what they had available for rental. Anita comes in. She's like, I'm having this party. I need help with it. She's renting all this stuff. She doesn't know what to do with it. And I was like, well, I will come and I will set it up for you. And then, you know, of course, I did a couple of little flowers and, you know, put my little, I put my little Ashley in sauce on there, you know, so I saw that little thing up for. And that's how we get to the point where she's like, hey, I know that what you did for me is worth way more than $500, but this is what I have right now. And she gave it to me that night. And I was just like, I, you know what I'm saying? That, that's my sign from God. Mm-hmm. Then probably about um, a week and a half later, I closed down a contract for a wedding and it was $150,000 of the budget for this wedding. So I was just like, yeah, I was like, all right, let, let's get it cracking. Let's get it popping. So that's how I get to that point. So now I'm solo. I'm out here in these streets, you know what I'm saying, trying to figure stuff out. I joined the chamber. I go to this meeting and this lady has an art gallery and we hit it off. You know, she's a nice girl. She's a nice girl. I'm a nice girl. I'm like, all right, let's, let's, let's be friends. So she has this business manager, right? She's paying this business manager $5,000 a month. In my head, I'm like, girl, what is wrong with you? You don't need nobody to tell you what to do. You think, right? <laughs> so, and again, I'm unfamiliar at this time, you know, with like coaches and business mentors and managers and stuff, just because of where I come from. And I think a lot of other Black Americans can relate to that. That's not common for us. You know what I'm saying? Like Mm. I have really good parents. They worked really hard. My dad served in the army. You know what I'm saying? My mom worked for the school district. They provided a good, secure, solid life, but I come from a working class family. So I didn't know anyone, you know what I'm saying? That had built up a multi-million dollar business or anything like that. You know what I mean? I was just Mm -hmm. out there trying to figure stuff out. And I'll be honest at the time, I wasn't even thinking that I wanted a million dollar business. I just wanted to be able to get paid to do what I like to do. Mm-hmm. That was pretty much my goal. If I can pay my bills and have fun doing it, I'm I'm with it. So anyways, I go to this girl's um, opening and I talk to her and then we get to the point we're friendly. You know, we say, hey, we'll see each other at the chamber and stuff. Um, we go out, you know, for a couple of drinks here and there. And then it gets to the point, instead of her calling me every now and then, then she's calling me every week. Then finally she gets to the point, she's calling me every day. And she's always asking me like marketing and business stuff. And I get to the point, I'm like, girl, why are you calling me? You paying this other person $5,000 a month, call them. And she says, because everything you tell me works. That's when the light bulb went off in my head that I should have the consulting agency as well. Now, I still took a little while after that, like I'll say a year and a half or two before I actually buckled down and was like, I'm actually realized I was a specialist with digital marketing and social media monetization and funnels and all of that stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, Because Facebook was real big when I was in college. And so I just, in my head, I just thought everyone knew how to work it, but I didn't realize people didn't know how to work it as far as like converting it for as far as sales, you know, stuff like that. So that's, that's the long story long. That's how we get to where I am. Crazy. <laughs> I love it. You know, I, I think what's so awesome about your story, um, you know, I guess typical with a lot of entrepreneurs is, is you don't need to know all the steps along the way. I mean, you didn't even plan to end up in that business uh, necessarily no. just kind of following well, like you say, wanted to do something that you enjoyed and, and get paid for. It, and then it led to figuring out your talents and your gifts. And and I think there's a lot of people that would just, what you just said too, Ashley, and just the idea of, man, if I could do something I love and make money doing it, I'm, I'm curious, uh, before we jump into social media stuff, why don't you think more people start to pursue the things they love? I'm just curious your thoughts on that. 
I feel like there's a lacking lack of confidence. I don't think people believe enough in their own abilities and their own skill set. Um, a lot of us, like I, at this point, I speak to like thousands of people a week now, mm-hmm. and most people that I meet, they extremely devalue what comes natural to them. And mm-hmm. it's because it becomes natural to you, you think everyone else can do it. And it's like, no, all of us have our own separate little gifts and talents. And what you can do, there's literally millions of other people out here. They cannot do it. They don't think of it that way. They can't put it together that way. They can't verbalize it, conceptualize it, whatever it is. Um, And so because though it comes natural to them, they're like, oh, you know, this is no big deal. Like me decorating, right? I've been doing that my whole life for like everybody in my family, church members, friends and stuff. It was just something that came natural to me. And it took all the way until I was in my 20s. And this woman puts $500 in my hands and say, you know, thank you so much. I literally was struggling trying to put all this together. And you just came in and say, you know, save my party that I had the realization like, oh, everyone can't do this. And the same thing, I've always been able to make money and build businesses. Even when I was in high school, like I was the I was in the African-American Studies Club. I was like the VP. I was in like junior exec. You know what I'm saying? I was always in charge of all of the fundraisers and stuff. Um, we grew up in the country on a farm. I would go to town with my grandma and sell like the greens and peas and all of that stuff. So literally, I thought that was just something everyone could do. And until that girl said, no, I keep calling you because everything you tell me works. Mm-hmm. I never, and, and, and I was aware that she was paying someone, you know, $5,000 a month to help her with her businesses or as a consultant. But until then, I literally had, you know, that was when I had the realization like, oh, this is valuable to someone else. Right. And so normal people, we're just doing our thing. You know, you just out here doing your thug fizzle and you don't realize it's valuable to other people. And then if you do get the indication that it's valuable to other people, well, now we got to get people past their fear because they have all this anxiety about, you know, people are not going to like me. They're not going to receive it. Oh, I feel silly doing this. Or um, I'm afraid to ask for an offer. I don't want to come off as greedy. You know, there's all these different Mm -hmm. things that go through people's minds. And I think that's what really stops people. Like basically, you know, people, we people be people and we get in our own way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah. That's pretty much in a nutshell. That's, that's so true. So um, actually on that note too, I want to hear, so I think that everybody can relate to that. They're, you know, worried about what other people think about them. They're worried about criticism. They're worried about, it's their, their fear gets in the way, right? Getting them themselves. Yeah. So, so what do you teach people how to get past the fear of putting yourself out there and, and just, yeah, I guess overcoming that. Oh my God, it's going to sound so bad. You're such a classy guy, Ben, and I know you have an audience of classy people. I'm, I'm, I'm going to try and clean it up. But basically, the art of not giving an F. Like, nice. it, yeah. it is spring. It is a superpower. Yeah. <laughs> it will help you get very far in life. So what I, and I'm a, I'm a numbers girl, because y'all remember my, um, my degrees in finance, right? So I'm all about numbers and analyzing and reports and what, what are these numbers telling us? And so when I started looking at the amount of like positive and supportive comments or actions I would get compared to trolls, I literally realized it's somewhere in between one and a half to 3% of these empty wagons. And my grandma would always say empty wagons make the most noise. And it's true. Mm-hmm. 
if you have a wagon and you put stuff in it, the wagon doesn't really make noise when you pull it, right? But if you're pulling around an empty wagon, it's making all these little bumps and clumps and squeaks and all of that stuff. So when you think about the fact that there's really only somewhere between one and a half to 3% people that are trolling you, that means you have like 97 people, 97, you know what I'm saying? 97% of people, they want to see you win. They want to see you do well. They're excited to see your journey. They feel like they can relate, you know what I'm saying, to themselves um, through, you know, they can relate to you. They can see themselves in you. So when you think about it like that, it puts it in, per- in perspective that this is just a teeny, tiny, small amount of people that have something caught up their butt. You know what I'm saying? And at the end of the day, they're on the <laughs> sideline watching. Um, I also think, you know, well, not think, I know what you learned from that too, what I've learned in my life. People are going to talk about you. It doesn't matter what you do. Someone somewhere is going to have something negative to say, but it doesn't stop anything. So um, I give y'all, I give you an example. So um, um, I'm really excited. I recently did my first TED talk. And so, you know, you have to put together the bio. Thank you. And they're looking for all this information. I couldn't keep up with all of the articles and stuff. I no, I'm, I'm more organized about that now. But before, I, I never really thought that we needed to like, you know, list them, compile them, have them all somewhere. So we're all like on Google, just trying to find, you know, whatever interview I've done, whatever feature, whatever's been written or whatever, we're sticking it in a folder. Mm-hmm. I come across this article and it's basically, well, not an article, it's, um, it was kind of like Reddit, but it was a different platform. And it's mm-hmm. this group of girls and they are like just trashing me, like just mm-hmm. going in. And this is from December of 2020, right? Mm. Now, what is crazy? And I was like, oh, I can't wait. I'm, I'm holding this content into December of this year, of 2021, so I can put up these girls trash talking me. Just to prove the point, they had so much crap to talk about me, and I still came through this year, and I doubled my numbers. Like, by the time I hit July, I had already made more in July than I had made all of 2020. By the time I got to July of 2021. So basically, what I'm trying to say is it doesn't matter what people have to say about you. They can't stop ish. You know what I'm saying? What's for you is for you. And you still can make whatever happen and let those people sit on the sideline, you know, and bop, 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 while you go ahead and live your life and, you know, build what you want to build and collect your coins. Because clearly, them helpers didn't stop nothing, right? And here yeah. I am with a big smile on my face, honey, laughing my way all the way to the bank. And like <laughs> I said, by the time I hit July, uh, about <laughs> July 28th, I had already surpassed what I had made in all of 2020. So, you know, it, don't, don't be worried about people. You just have to get to the point where you're just like, you know what? That's their problem. That's their issue. Um, that's their insecurity, whatever it is that they have going on. Now, I think a caveat to that is people that really care about you and love you, like, you know, maybe like your spouse or your siblings or your parents or, you know, a really, really close friend or something. And you know, they want the best for you. You know what I'm saying? You know, they've always been a big cheerleader of yours. It's important to listen to their, you know, critique, not criticism, but to their critique, because mm-hmm. that's coming from a place of love. But all these other people in the world, all that other noise, man, if they go out and be happy. <laughs> I love it, man. That's awesome. <laughs> that is so awesome. Make sure you click rewind. Listen to that again. <laughs> so freaking good. It's just awesome. And, um, you know, I found when I started in business too, um, not to the same scale you've done by any means, but certainly there was, there was haters, there was people that were trash talking there. It's part of life. They're going to be in. Yeah. And, and I love what, I love the way you put that too, is that it's such a small percentage, such a small percentage 
But yet, if you're focused on that, it's really going to hang you up. But if instead, if you're focused on the other 97% of people that are want you to win, happy for you, for your success, it's, it's amazing. It's kind of like, I know you've done lots of speaking. I do speaking too. And when you speak and there's like the one person, the crowd arms cross, yeah, oh man, it's so easy to focus on that rather than all the other happy people there for you. But okay. I love it. Let's get into some social media stuff. Let's, uh, let's yeah, jump right let's into it. it. So, so let's, let's talk about some, some basics for, um, I guess, just even succeeding at social media. I think almost everybody that's on it, whether they've got a product or service or not, everybody that on it, they want to succeed more on it. Let's talk about it. Yes. And I will say this, if you're just like, oh, I don't care about social media, trash. Okay. I need you. I'm going to, I'm going to do everything I can to change your mind because the number one rule of marketing, you have to be where your customers are. You have to be where mm. your client is. And the average person in the States and in Canada, it says that we spend somewhere in between an hour and 23 minutes a day on social media, up to two hours and 22 minutes a day on social media. That's a lot of time. Okay. Mm -hmm. Then there's this generation, um, they're called the never nots. These are people that are typically 28 and under, and they don't own televisions. They, they don't watch TV. They consume all of their information from digital platforms, social media platforms, online mediums, right? So long story long, if you're out here and there's anything you're trying to monetize or a community you're trying to build or you're trying to affect change or impact, you know, some sort of community or someone in a positive way, you really don't have a choice except for to be on social media because that's where everyone's hanging out at. Makes sense. Yep. Yeah. So that, that that's just number one. That's what that's where all the kids are hanging out. Yeah. Okay. Wanna be where the kids are. <laughs> um, so that no, that's the first thing. Um, the second thing is you have to have intent. Okay. Mm -hmm. And I know you guys are familiar with intent because y'all talk about manifestation all the mm -hmm. time on this channel. And it's the same thing, like you have to have the intent. And so what I see a lot of people do, I call it ramming, which is random acts of marketing. And they're just posting anything and everything and nobody knows what's going on. So mm -hmm. you're going to follow the 80-20 rule. Whatever your intent is, you're going to figure that out. I tell people to just pick three. You're going to get really overwhelmed if you do more than three. So like, for instance, every day you want to build a list. That should be everyone on everyone's intent. And I'll talk about list building here in a moment. Okay. But it's super crucial. You want to build a list. Number two, maybe your intent, maybe they have a podcast like you've been. And so my goal is to get people, you know, meet people on social media and get them to come and listen to my podcast. Right. We're going to convert them to listeners and where they always are out here waiting for the next episode and they're on it. Right. Then maybe your third intent may be to make sales. Mm hmm. Some of you guys that are out here, y'all have brick and mortar stores, right? You actually have like restaurants or like boutiques or something like that, where your intent may be to get foot traffic to come in, right, to the store or to increase your online sales. So everyone's intent, those other two are going to be different, but everyone should have the list building intent. Now, this list that I speak of, okay, the magical list, this is really where the money goes down. So in social media land, literally somewhere in between seven to 10% of the people that follow you see your content. Back in the day, it wasn't like that. We all had timelines, right? Mm -hmm. And just if you followed someone and they posted, it stayed in your timeline until something else pushed it out, right? So we all got to see everything that was going on. 
Well, um, the powers that be, I was going to say Facebook, but it's Meta now. <laughs> the powers that be at Meta realize that if they could control more of what you were seeing, it would actually keep you on the platform longer. Mm. And so I remember back in the day, like if you could get on the explore page in Instagram land, you were famous. You know what I'm saying? Because you on everybody's explore page. It's not like that anymore. Not every single person's explore page is different. If you put up your Instagram right now, Ben, and I pulled mine up, we're going to have totally different things on our explore page because it's trying to it's trying to curate it based on what we like, what we're commenting on. Um, when you send messages to like your other friends and family, stuff like that. So for me, I love looking at other event planners work. Um, I, I don't know why, but I'm like really obsessed with like watching hair transformations. I love watching hair go from straight to curly, curly to straight. There's got to be some type of, I don't know, I'm a weirdo. And I cannot believe I'm about to admit this to your audience. I seriously, probably, if I wasn't doing what I was doing, I think I would be a dermatologist because I love watching all the skin pimples popping. <laughs> my wife loves that stuff too. <laughs> I'm such a weirdo. My boyfriend and I, he's like, what are you, he's like, what is wrong with you? He's like, this is gross. <laughs> And then I have a smart, we have like the smart TVs all over the house. And now, not only is it on my phone, like I got it up on a giant 75. <laughs> so anyway, so you're going to see food, hair videos, flowers, and pimple popping. popping. And pimple popping. That's what you're going to see inside of my explore page when you open it up. Because they have figured out for every minute that one of us is on Meta, whichever platform from anything from WhatsApp to Facebook to Instagram to any of their other third party networks, they're making $6 per person per minute. Hmm. It's a whole lot of money, right? And so because of this, now, even though someone likes you and they follow you and they love Ben's content, they're not going to see it because it didn't fit into one of those four categories. No way. Wow. Yeah. So this is why whenever you post and I tell people, if you're trying to monetize your social media pages, you need to get comfortable with being repetitive, get comfortable with being redundant. If there's a special or offer, a deal, a sale, a promo, something, I advise all my clients to make anywhere from 10 to 14 pieces of content about that one offer because you are going to have to post it multiple times. You know what I'm saying? Like throughout the week. So anywho, so at this point, you made a post, only 7 to 10% of your audience saw your post, right? Now, depending on what percentage in that 7 to 10%, it has to be like at least 35% of them within the first 20 to 30 minutes, you have to get enough likes and comments and saves for them to say, okay, well, now we're going to open this up to 15% of mm-hmm. Ben's audience. And then it goes up to 35% and so on and so on. And then you will start to show up in other people's explore pages after that, right? Now, this presents a problem because back in the day, if you wanted everybody to know about something, you just made a post on Facebook or Instagram or, you know what I'm saying, or whatever, mm-hmm. right? It don't work like that no more. So this is why your list becomes really, really, really important. So every day, every day, every day, I mean, every day, you have to be building up this list. I highly recommend that you guys do text message lists. Um a really inexpensive one is community. I think it's like 50 bucks a month and they'll let you have like 2000 
followers and you can text people as much as you like and they can actually text you. So people are always surprised when they text because I'm and they're like, oh my God, you just text me back. And I'm like, yep. <laughs> I'm like, I got time. I'm in there right now <laughs> answering texts. Um, so, but community is really, really dope because now if you have an offer or if you're going to live stream, if there's a new podcast episode, if you're going to host a meetup or something, you actually can text everybody and say, hey, this is what's going on this weekend, right? Um, right now, while we're recording this, we're really close to Black Friday. It's like two days away, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody on my list, they know it's going down. That is going down. If you're in the Commerce Club, it's going down. You're going to get an offer before the public gets it, and you get first dibs on my limited items. So, like, it's it's amazing. You can use it to build relationships. Um, you can send people birthday gifts, you know, just even if you just want to send them a birthday wish, all of that. Now, I know y'all like, but how do you build magical list? Okay. You build it through lead magnets or AKA free offers. And all of us have experienced this. Um, Like if you go to, so I remember this summer, Chick-fil-A was trying to get everybody to download the app. And they're like, if you download the app, we'll give you a free chicken sandwich or a milkshake or something. I can't remember. I remember Mm -hmm. people were going crazy about it on Twitter, Mm -hmm. (laughs) right? That's a lead magnet. I gave you something for free to incentivize you or a relationship. So if you don't, if you're not a restaurant or you don't sell physical products, well, you can create all kinds of digital lead magnets that are highly valuable to people. People love checklists and they love cheat sheets. Think about it. Anytime we're doing something new, we want some guidance, right? Mm-hmm. So a checklist or a cheat sheet does that. That's a really quick way to build up your list. Um, if you are like someone like you being, you have a whole lot of content, like lots of it. And because you run a podcast, you may put together, you know, uh, your seven best expert tips for manifestation or something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. And people get in, you say, hey, do you want, you know, do you want daily, do you want a week of manifestation from the top experts? You can get, you know, you can hear from, and you're going to list those seven people 100% for free. All you got to do is text this number and you'll give them a word to text. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So now... Anytime, so anytime y'all go to a website or app or page and we're like, hey, I will give you this for free, just text me or just put in your name and your email. That essentially is a lead magnet. And now you're on this person's list, Mm -hmm. which basically has given us the go ahead to try and build a relationship with you, right? So you want to open up the doors of communication. So we're just trying to incentivize people to like, let us be in a relationship with them. Man, that uh, is incredible. I uh, I'm actually <laughs> I'm just I'm taking notes as we're talking. I'm I'm normally <laughs> uh, anyways. It, uh, I just love the content you're giving people right now. It's it's freaking awesome. Okay, so. I, I love it. I, I want as many people on the planet Earth to wake up every day and be like, my life is lit. Like I love what I'm doing today. I'm excited. You know what I'm saying to be here. Like I don't want people to have Sunday night blues. You know what I'm saying? You don't like the. I think the number one time for heart attacks is actually Monday in between 7 a.m. Mm. and 10 a.m. when people are headed to work because there's so many people that are just stressed out or they're just so unhappy with their nine to five gig. And when you think about it as adults, we spend a third of our waking hours at work. Mm. You should do something you like to do. No kidding. Yeah. yeah. No kidding. And I think too, just, um, uh, I don't have an online business, but just to, to bring the point of it too. I mean, so many people in life, they just, they want more freedom. And mm-hmm. what, what you're talking about is, is ultimately creating something that can be passive cash flow. And, mm-hmm. um, 
and you know <laughs> absolutely i wake up every morning to random money in my bank account and i smell <laughs> I, I love it i love it yeah it's uh financial freedom is a great thing that's for sure it is um, and like you were saying the time freedom um yeah. i feel like it was better so i've right. created a way that you know i can no matter where i'm at I can earn income and anybody that follows me, they know I'm like literally always traveling. I think the month of October, I may have been at home for like four or five days. I mm. was I was like in LA, then I was in Cabo, then I was in Dallas, then I was back in Little Rock, then I went to Atlanta. Then we went to, we wanted to go to the Yucatan. Um, so mm. we went down there and then we went to uh, Chichen Itza to like hang out there. Then I went to Chicago, <laughs> I came back home. Nice. I was in New York, and I was in Memphis, and I was like, oh, let's go back to Mexico to hang out there because the weather's nicer than it is at home. So it's really dope. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't have to miss people's birthday parties anymore. I don't have to yeah. miss my nephew's baseball games. Um, you know, I don't have to ask somebody, is it okay to get approved for vacation time? My mom was diagnosed with cancer um, the year before last and she's in remission, mm. thank the Lord. But my sister still had a corporate job and she actually ran out of time and wasn't always able to come to the chemo appointments or the treatments and stuff. And I was just able to like take care of my mom and do everything that I need to do for her. And I didn't have to worry about running out of like FMLA time or sick leave or any of that stuff. Mm -hmm. So um, it, it's a big benefit, like just having the time to do what you want to do. It is. Yeah. It's uh, the North American dream, financial and time freedom, right? To get that. Yeah. Um, all right, so we've talked some great strategies here. We've talked a bit about getting past the fear of just do it. They're, they're gonna be there anyways. Um, I do wanna talk about a couple other things. I, I wanna hear, um, it's kind of a two-part question, but I wanna hear some of the common mistakes that most people are making when they're trying to do this, or maybe if it's not even necessarily an online business, but they're, they're in business and they're trying to market themselves. Talk to us about the mistakes, and I got a second question after that too. Biggest mistake is trying to be a mass marketer. Um, you're not going to win. You're not going to beat these big companies. Not at mass marketing. Um, I have several of them that are my clients. There's one. It's a very, very famous bottling company. And I just, one region is there my client. Just one region of the United States. Not even the whole United States. Just one region of the United States. And these people have a $20 million marketing budget for experimental marketing. Hmm. Any of us make $20 million in a year. We have made it, honey. We could take care of our kids, kids, kids. Half of us going out right. to an island. We like, whatever, I'm out of here, right? Yeah. They have $20 million for experimental marketing. So mass marketing is not the game. And a lot of, and it, it's not our fault because we're taught that, right? I was taught the same thing in college. I'm, I'm doing the right thing. You know, I'm, I'm on billboards and grocery store buggies and I'm sponsoring events and I'm radio and TV commercials and Spotify. I'm just trying to be everywhere. So if somebody may need me and they think about me trash. Okay. Now yeah. where a big company cannot win and that we can always beat them at is relationships. This is why you see so many of these large companies employing influencers because we have an actual relationship with our audience. So getting focused on a niche of one to three people and figuring out like, who are these three people? You make like an avatar for them, right? And it's really more than three people, but they're represent they're representing your customer base. Why do they need my product? What are very simple basic fundamental things that my product or offer or restaurant or podcast, like what is it doing for this community of people? 
Like, what are the benefits for them if they are involved in this? How can I answer their frequently asked questions, right? Then from there, you have to figure out, you know, like, do you want to be the face or the front person? Do you want it to be, you know what I'm saying? Just like a logo, but you, you figure that out, but like, that's your core. Like this is, I'm just trying to help these three specific types of people. Now you're going to have outliers uh, that always happens. And people are like, well, I, I don't want to leave these other people out. Child, most of y'all ain't talking to nobody, okay? It's better to talk to somebody than nobody. Don't be worried about these imaginary people that are not there, okay? Focus on your three groups of people. And every time they see one of your posts, every time they see one of your ads, every time they listen you know, to one of your live streams or podcasts or video, they should feel like, dang, they're talking to me. I was just having this conversation. I just asked this question. I just prayed about this, right? That they gotta, It's got to be that specific. You, those big companies, they're too out of touch. They're too out of reach. They can never beat you at building relationships. And social media is nothing more than relational transactions when it comes down to sales and conversion, right? People are buying from you because they like you. There's something called a no like trust factor. If people know you, they can figure out if they like you. And if they like you, they can determine if they trust you. And if they trust you, they will whip out their card and they will spend money. And it's the same thing offline. If you're a small company, people like people don't go to people's restaurants sometimes because they have the best food. They don't even go because it's the best ambiance. They go because they like it there. (laughs) They go because right there, because people treat them like, hey, you're 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 a regular here. You're a part of our family. You're a part of my community. 80% of customers that leave a business online or offline is because they don't like the way that that business made them feel. Mm -hmm. So we can really, if we can really hone in on how do we make everybody or as many people as possible that walk through our doors feel good, you're going to be ahead of the game. And because you're an individual person, you have the ability to connect with your audience on an individual level. So that's one of the biggest mistakes I see is people are out here trying to compete in something that is not designed for them to win, right? They're out here trying to mass market. And instead, don't try and mass market, niche down to one or three groups, and let's talk specifically to those people. Let's build, you know, an atmosphere or an environment for those people. And you will start to see your sales turn around, like literally in in a 30 to 60 day window. Hmm. Yeah. So good. I love that. Um, really targeting into your, essentially, you're basically like, who's my ideal client? Who's my ideal mm-hmm. customer that I'm looking for? What are their problems? What are, you know, what, like you said, what are their questions they have and how can I answer them? Um, yeah, that's it. That's it. Just keep it simple. Like every day you should get up and ask yourself, how can I help yeah. someone today? You know, like, how can I help this person in this group? And I think people, when I say that, they think it has to be like really deep and profound. Like, mm-hmm. no, like simple stuff is a way to help. If you're a comedian making someone laugh, sure, you help them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You help them get peace of mind. You help them have some have some joy. Um, yeah. If you run a puppy pound and people just like to see the cute puppies, like or you got a puppy with a good family, guess what? You help the puppy and you help the family. If yeah. you're tra- right, like it, it doesn't it doesn't have to be y'all just like super deep, soul searching, life changing <laughs> revelations. And I think people think that yeah. if you like think about the people that created, uh, was it three? Well, I don't know if three M created it, but they own it. Command hooks, right? 
there are these little yeah. hooks that you put on your wall or your fireplace or whatever. And when you get done with the holidays or get done with whatever you were hanging, you pop it off and your paint is intact. Mm-hmm. They help people stop putting holes in their walls. Sure. <laughs> like, like, you know, that's not deep. Yeah. And look at how many how those things sound like crazy because everybody has something that they want to hang up and they don't want to put a nail in the wall. They don't want to put a screw in the wall. They don't want to break out the drill and the anchor. They just want to put up a command hook and hang it. Yep. Yeah, it's so yeah. true. I think that's really great too, because I'm even thinking of a lot of uh, business people and entrepreneurs, self-employed, that maybe they're a real estate agent or the mortgage business, or I'm in the financial business, stuff like that. But how even the the content that you're putting out is just, again, you know, how are you helping people in a way? Um, and I, I love it. I think I think it's awesome. Yeah. And, you know, it's the attraction point, basically, right? That's it. Yeah. So good. Um, let's talk about this one. Let's talk about, uh, I think, one of the uh, objections people have or reason why they say, well, I'm not going to start yet. I'm t- too small of a following. I don't know enough people. My, it's easy for you to say you got close to seven, seven or a million people following you. So, <laughs> yeah. Oh, gosh. So thank you so much for asking that. Because, honey, that is lies, lies, lies from the pits of hell, okay, that y'all are believing. I cannot tell y'all how many people come to me that are like mega influencers. Um, And I'm talking, mega is like 10 million up, you know, and I have people that come to me anywhere from, I have people that come to me at ground zero too. They're like, I don't have any followers, but you know, I know I want to start my own thing. Right. Um, But I have lots of people who are literally, I'll say a million plus in the followings, um, several verified clients, and they cannot figure out how to make money. Hmm. with business online, offline, whatever. They can't figure out how to tap into it and turn it into something that's lucrative for them. So, and then I have clients on the other side, they literally have like 2,000 followers and they're making $150,000, $160,000 a month from Facebook and Instagram. When I made my first $35,000 on Instagram, I did not have 2,000 followers. Once upon a time, there was this app called Periscope um, I think I had like around 18, 1900 followers at the time. And I was able to make about $30,000 in 72 hours. Like you don't have to have a big following. I think that's one of the biggest, mm. again, if we're focused on that little target audience, right? The, that niche, that one to three people that we're trying to help, you're focused on quality over quantity. And so the goal is to get a thousand people that just love your dirty, stinky draws, okay? These are your true friends, your true fans, okay? They're gonna rock with you. They like what you do. They're interested in whatever email or podcast or live stream you do. They want to come to your store or to your shop. Whatever it is you got going on, these people, they fool with you, okay? And like over in our neighborhood, we got this little... uh, this little phrase, and it says, if you're cool with me, fool with me, right? They cool with you, so they're fooling with you. That's what's going on. All you need is a thousand of them. And literally, let's just let's do a little light math. So let's say you get 1,800 followers. I know some of y'all think this is impossible, but you literally can build that in two days. It's pretty mm-hmm. easy. And I, I give y'all a little secret sauce for that. Pretty easy. So let's say you get 1,800 followers we start employing this list that I was talking about. So let's say we can get a hundred of them on our list over a month, right? That's just nothing too crazy. Let's say we create some type of digital product or bundle and it's Mm $29.99, really inexpensive. 
Well, if we get a hundred of those people to buy that at $29.99, you just almost made three grand Mm -hmm. that month, right? Mm -hmm. Now, let's say we put an order bump on the back of this $29.99 offer, okay? And my order bump is $15. Normally, one out of every five people will purchase, that's 20%. So we had 100 people buy. Well, now you got another 20 people that decided that they were going to get your $15 product, right? So now, all of a sudden, you've turned a $3,000 month, right, into like a little five dollars or $6,000 month, depending on what that product was. You didn't have to get any additional traffic. You haven't had to run an ad yet. You, you haven't had to like increase your overhead, right? And this is literally the process you wash and repeat. Now, how do we get these y'all like, well, how do I get the people there? Hashtags are your friend. Mm-hmm. Um, and you want to try and switch up your hashtags literally every week um, is what I've learned. If this, you used to be able to get away with like once a month, but it's every week now. So I tell people to go and research 10 big hashtags. These are large hashtags. These are hashtags that have, you know, 50 million plus people using them. Okay. Mm-hmm. Then we go to 10 mid-sized hashtags. These are anything from 49 million to like 10 million. Then we're going to go down to small hashtags. I say these should be anywhere from like nine, you know, nine million, 9.99 million down to like maybe we'll say like 20, 25,000 people are using the hashtags. Mm. You're going to do three of each category. And I, I um have a I'm team, I'm team Droid. I have a Samsung 21. I love it. We have this little notepad. Um, I also have an iPad Pro, so there's a notepad over there, but we have a clipboard over here and it's fabulous. So you just hold down your message board and your clipboard pops up. And that's why I save all of my hashtags. So when sure. I make a post on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter, I just go poop <laughs> and I magically one of my hash, hashtag panels pops up there, right? So you're going to change your hashtags. And every single time you post, you have to be using the hashtags. Also, there's something that's called um, alt text. And so when you make a post on Instagram, a lot of people don't notice this, but there's like some little, there's some little dots that appear there on some people's phone. It's a little silhouette. If you push it, it's going to open up this section called alt text. You literally can type out what the post is about. And the smart thing to do is to put in keywords or trigger words or other hashtags. So that helps you get more reach, like just like that. Hmm. Now, the next thing that you do to get these other people to show up, if you don't want to run an ad, you're going to find 10 accounts. And the idea is to be where your people are. These accounts don't even necessarily need to be related to your business. Um, I would try and find three or four that at least complementary to your business. But the other ones can just be like literally just where your people hanging out. Like if they like to shop, if there's influencers they follow or whatever that you know are really popular, right? You're going to turn on the notifications and every time they drop content, you want to try to be one of the first people to comment and do this on a regular basis. Your mm-hmm. comment pushes up to the top because have y'all ever seen that? And it's like 3,752 people like this comment because those it was in the way because that was one of the first comments. And the more people like it, they keep it there as a relevant comment. And then eventually people are going to be seeing you all the time. Y'all, and this strategy really works. People will come over to your page from that too. Also, Reels are your friend right now on Facebook and Instagram. My sister has picked up 7,000 followers this past week just because she's put up three or four reels on Facebook. <laughs> Literally one of them got like 1.5 million views and she picked up 3,200 followers in a day. 
So Reels are your friend on Facebook and Instagram. They are getting a lot of organic reach right now. So anything that you would do as a regular timeline post, if you can find some way to turn it into a Reel, go ahead and do so. Now, if you want to get into paid ads, I actually don't recommend people starting off with Facebook or Google ads because it can be a little complex, you know, when you're first getting started. Instead, you're going to look for micro influencers. These are people who have accounts that are anywhere from 25,000 up to about 250,000 followers. The reason you're going to work with micro influencers because you can now, and for this, you should find again, half of them need to have they need to be complementary or in some way related to your offer. The other half just need to be, where are your people hanging out at? This is why you have to know your audience, right? Um, and so, for example, my people are really into, um, I have a probably about 20% of my kingdom members are vegan. So I run ads on a lot of vegan pages, vegan recipe pages, because that's where they're hanging out. Veganism has nothing at all to do with building your business, okay? Nothing, but that's where my people are. Um, also a lot of my people are, um, they're like herbalists or they prefer, I'm kind of like that too. We don't really want to take over the counter drugs. We don't Mm -hmm. really want to take prescription drugs. It's kind of like a last alternative for us. We're going to try different herbs and roots and juice mixes and all that stuff first. Those are the pages I go and I put ads on. They're there. A fair amount of my kingdom members are into physical fitness, not saying that all of them are running around with like eight-pack stomachs, but everyone's pretty conscious of the health, they're moving their body, you know, trying to keep a healthy body weight, stuff like that. So any type of fitness page, um, Kempo, CrossFit, I run ads on those pages. I have lots of success. Those things have nothing at all to do with business, but those are commonalities of my audience members. So I put myself on those pages so people that fit my one to three niches can find me and come and follow me. Um, now if I'm going for pages that are related to my industry, I'm a business builder. I help people make money with Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and live stream, right? I don't help people make money with YouTube. So if there's a YouTube guru and I've done this before and we partner together, we will share each other's content, right? Because we're complementary to one another and we can help each other grow like instantly. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, so that's what I mean by finding a complimentary page and then also just pages where your people hang out at. You have to you know, know their habits, know who they are. So once you find these accounts, and again, you're looking for pages that have them between 25,000 followers up to 250,000 followers because they will let you run ads on their pages, but a low, low. I'm talking in between $5 to $150 to run an ad. And mm-hmm. literally within a two or three hour window, you can see yourself getting anywhere from like a few hundred followers to thousands of followers. So it's really easy to build up people that like your content and want your stuff. Man. So much gold. Holy. Um, I'm, uh, I gotta say, I'm so excited to, uh, for even for myself, just be able to listen back to this over and over. <laughs> so, good. Yeah, yeah. so good. Um, I love it. So we're, we're getting near the end. I want to keep talking to you for the next few days, but, uh, I know you're busy and I'm busy too. Well, maybe we'll be able to do another time as well, but, um, um I, of course, I love it. And when I, when I come to Canada, uh, we got to kick it. Yeah. We're, we're going to get together for sure. I'm excited about that. Um, I want to I want to switch gears entirely. I want to hear your thoughts are uh, obviously you built successful businesses. You've worked with a lot of people and helped them do the same. And I just you've kind of talked about okay, there's people when they're worried about the critics that kind of stuff. But I think there's so many people that in life just don't go for what they want. And so just kind of your closing remarks on I guess just leading a great life and and really leading the life that you want. I want to hear your thoughts around that. 
all of us have a limited amount of time on the planet Earth. Your goal is to be happy as often as possible. You should never feel bad or ashamed for wanting to create a better life for yourself, for your family. Um, we have a limited amount of time on the planet Earth. So your goal is to try and be as happy as often as you can. And you should never let anyone make you feel bad or be ashamed for wanting to have a better life for yourself or for your family or for those around you. Make sure that you are spending your time being around people that are, you know, helping you participate in positive peer pressure and people that want to see you win. And then more importantly, make sure that you're giving back to those people in your life so that it's mutual, it's a mutually beneficial relationship and you guys are always constantly pouring into one another. Amazing. So good. Thank you for that. You know, one of the things I, uh, um, I didn't know how great, I knew this was going to be great, but I didn't know how great it was going to be. But one of the things that I, I love about you and the time we just spent together is it's so evident to me how much you want to help people win in their lives. Just even all the value that you brought today is unbelievable, unbelievable. And I just think it speaks a lot about who you are. So thank you. Uh, this no, is truly you. incredible. Yeah, it, uh, it's awesome. So I know hey, people want to find out more from you. Um, I think your handle on most platforms is King Ashley Ann, correct? Mm -hmm. Yeah, King Ashley Ann. Um, I hang out on the gram a lot. I have a page yeah. on Facebook too. Yeah. Um, but I'm on the gram like, I should be ashamed to admit this, but definitely at least four hours a day. Okay. <laughs> I'm always on Instagram, okay, y'all? Yeah. <laughs> I try and go live and do trainings on there at least like three, four times a week. Um, so definitely on the gram on TikTok, I focus more on like manifestation and lifestyle stuff. So if you're nice. into that, follow me over there. Um, and then I have the commerce club and I do all kinds of free trainings, courses, marketing plans, stuff like that. So y'all can text me. Um, you can text the word commas with the K K O M M A S. And you're going to text that to 501-285-8966. 501-285-8966. Um, if you have T-Mobile, you may have to hit them up and say, hey, let the text go through. It doesn't do, it doesn't incur any extra charges, but something is weird with how their phone stuff is set up. And like everyone that has T-Mobile, they always have to go and take that extra step. But everybody else, you can just text me, um, you know, and we can get it pop and we can be friends. <laughs> I love it. I love it. We'll connect with Ashley Ann. And hey, everybody, make sure you share this episode. Uh, tag Ashley Ann, tag myself with it. Let's get this information out to people. I think this is something that can benefit so many people. They can start helping others, solving problems, creating better futures for other people and for themselves. It's a wonderful thing. And uh, make sure to share the episode too. Send this to somebody that you know needs it. If it's one person, great, two or three, your whole team, whatever it might be. But make sure you're sharing it with people. Thanks for being with us. As always, hey, if you're new to the show, welcome. Click subscribe, leave a review. We're so great to have you. And let's talk soon. Thanks again.